they'll prove Yeah. It's a big game. Who you know that got it behind the scenes like behind the O-line soon as the QB say hype? <laughs> it's big game, 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 big game, game, game. Analysis from the player's point of view. Injuries, big trades, player news. Yeah. Set the competition and he play with Tony Dungy. Better listen, I'm talking about Big Game Sports Bug. Set everything you need and more. Yeah. Big Game Sports Bug. I thought I told you once before. We call him Big Game James. Yeah, Big Game James. Big Game James. Yo, what's going on, everybody? It's your boy, Big Game James. Host of Big Game Sports Buzz and one third of the Sports Chop Shop. Hey, but before we get into tonight's show, let's make sure if you're watching this, hit that thumbs up. That's right, that like. So you let everybody know that you like this video and support it. Then after that, make sure you hit that subscribe and that notification bell so that we can hit you with brand new content every time we come on. Yes, I keep saying we normally Big Game Sports Buzz. I'm on here with my co-host. The buff nerd Jay Stocks. Chase Stocks could not make it tonight. He had some stuff going on. And instead of trying to find someone to replace the buff nerd for one night because he's irreplaceable, I just decided to do what's called Big Games Breakdown. That's right. Big Game Breakdown, something a little bit different. Different things that's going on in the sports world that we just going to talk about or I'm going to talk about, dig a little deeper into it. And, you know, give you the pro's point of view on this topic, this subject, and what's happening. You know, there's a lot of crazy things going on in sports, man. And, you know, I'm a football guy, and it's not football season yet. So everything that goes on makes you look into everything else around the football. Then you start to pay a little bit of attention to other sports and what's going on. And so congratulations to the North Texas area for being awarded, I think, one of the spots for the World Cup in 2026, I believe that is. Um, I'm not the hugest, hugest. I'm a huge person, and that was very bad grammar. I'm not a huge soccer fan, but I do like when the World Cup uh, comes around just because I like to see how much of a camaraderie it brings out of people, man. I just think it's really cool to see people uh, cheer and yell and scream for their country. And, um, and you know, try to show their support. But, you know, first things first tonight, man, the NBA Finals is about to kick off. Game six is happening in Boston. Um, and the Warriors can solidify their greatness or their spot in history and become a dynasty by winning tonight. Um, the question is, will they win? I don't know. I've always said... Uh, Warriors in seven. Now, I'm hoping they can go ahead and take care of business, get things done, win this game, and we'll get over it. I mean, we'll get get on with it. The season will be over. We'll then complain about what's going on, what we do. I don't have to watch, but, you know, it's okay. We can handle that. So, anyway, we are going to jump into that. So the debate is coming out, or it's been on First Take, it's been all over the internet, it's been on all these other sports shows. Um, if Steph Curry considered top 10, 
Um, you know, and we talked about it a little bit this week on the Chop Shop. And for, if there's anyone who's checking me out for the first time, Jay Stoggs and the musicologist A. Reed and I have a show on Tuesdays that we call the Sports Chop Shop, where we just take random sports topics and chop it up like you would at your local barbershop, just talking about everything. And it came up in debate. The, um, if Steph Curry wins um, this finals, doesn't really put him in top 10 of all time. And I think that's tough, man. Anytime you get to this this list of great basketball players and you're telling me to give you the top 10 players, my top 10 is going to be way different from your top 10. Um, you know, if I named off my top 10 right now, which I'm not going to do because I'd stutter and y'all don't want to hear me say, uh, and ah, all night long. But I know I might have a lot of bigs in there because I was a big fan of the big man like Shaquille O'Neal and Shaquille O'Neal and Hakeem, the dream Olajuwon, right? Um, Dominique Wilkins is one of my favorites now. Is he really a top 10 player? No, but he's one of my top 10 favorites. So I think it's very, very easy to to misconstrue that top 10 list and what warrants top 10. But Steph Curry changed the game of basketball from a shooting perspective. And a lot of old school people don't want to acknowledge it or give credit for it. They say a soft basketball, running around is teaching bad habits. Um, kids aren't doing what they should do. And we really can't say that because it's just a new day and age, a new time of how the game is played. Um, although I used to like to see the bigs bang around in the paint, slam dunk, get things done. It's just a different game. So I think that debate can go either way. Is Steph Curry a top 10 player? I'm going to say yes, just because he's redefined how the uh, the game is played from the outside. The Warriors play small ball. They've won championships playing small ball. A lot of people before said that you can never get it done by doing so. And, you know, they're just showing us that you can. And they're getting things done in an unconventional kind of way. Um, I say unconventional because of the era of basketball I played in when I was in high school and what I watched and who I looked up to. But at the same time, it is what it is. We're getting into these NBA finals, aside from Steph being a top 10. This has been a very good series to me. It's been some good basketball played. It's been some inconsistent basketball played. And it's almost like every night you don't know what you're going to get. Um, you don't know who's going to come out, who's going to play great, who's going to play bad. But it keeps you watching. Um, for the Celtics to go on and steal game one and get home court advantage and, you know, Golden State went and got game three out there and then game, what? no, excuse me, game four in Boston. It's just been crazy. It's been crazy back and forth. But um, someone asked me the other day, like, big game, what do you think the problem is and what's going on? And I honestly believe that Jason Tatum is dead tired. Um, he's having horrible fourth quarters. He hasn't been shooting well, making mistakes. But at the same time, um, you know, a lot of people are going to say, well, he's a pro. He should be conditioned well enough to play. Um, as many minutes as needs be. Man, let me tell y'all something from, from a former professional athlete standpoint. You can do all the conditioning and working out in the world, but when you exert that type of energy it takes to keep that adrenaline going in big games and big situations, your body isn't going to do what it can do before it hits a bit of a wall. And um, I believe Jason Tatum has hit a little bit of a wall. Um, again, other people have made the point um, that, you know, the Celtics don't have a true point guard. 
they have Marcus Smart bringing the ball up or Tatum or Brown have to bring the ball up and dominate the ball. And they both play better to me off the ball, catching it and then penetrating and driving. But, you know, it, it is what it is. I just believe that Tatum has had to carry so much of the load. And he and Brown haven't played great together on the same night. Like tonight, night game six, that might be different. Everybody's talking about game six clay. I think they're putting a lot of pressure on Clay to have to come out and go above and beyond what he normally does and how he does it. So I don't know if I would put that kind of pressure on myself or then again, it's Clay Thompson. Maybe he doesn't feel pressure. You know, he has a splash brother and can let that thing fly. But um, I do believe this series won't end tonight. I think Boston's going to sneak one out. I think it's going to go to game seven Sunday and the chase at the Chase Center in San Francisco, and then I think the Warriors will claim their their title there to to solidify their place in history. And, you know, it's some more conversation that we'll have next week on our regular shows when we start talking about it again. Now, something else that's going on right now that is really funny to me, um, because it's so many different sides to the story, and. I'll be the first to tell you when it comes down to golf. Um, my grandfather tried to get me to watch golf a long time ago. And it's one of those things like every now and then, but it was, you know, I watched golf basically when in the Tiger Woods era, start playing golf a little bit in the Tiger Woods era. Um, don't really play a whole lot anymore, but long story short, the live LIV, uh, a new golfing organization that's being played, I believe run by uh, Saudi Arabia, has snatched some players from the PGA, uh, you know, from the PGA. And there's a big conflict going on between the PGA and guys who went over to play and live. And first and foremost, let me say this. It's, it's supposed to be free enterprise, free choice, man. So if these guys want to go play in a league, I say a league, I said, you hear the NFL and me talking. They want to go play in something that's going to, pay them a lot more money, so be it. Um, something I heard today that I never knew is that the PGA owns the name, image, and likeness of its members. So, I mean, and they have first dibs on profiting and making money off the guys that play on their tour. Um, some of the guys that the live is snatching up are older, like Phil Mickelson and was it DeChambeau, I think it is. But looking at it, the money they're paying these guys are ridiculous. And some people – or being contradictory, contradictory, I think, because they're saying these guys should not go overseas because the way that they treat uh, their citizens, they're inhumane. But yet Americans and American government, they import export with some of these same countries that treat people this way. Yeah, we're not gonna, we're not really condemning the government for that trade, import and export, right? Anyway, this is not a government show nor a history class of lessons. So if you want to see hear that, go ahead and go to CNN or uh, or Fox News or whatever it is. But the whole point is, when it comes down to the LIV versus PGA, is it really that big a deal? Should we really be mad? Should we really care about it? I mean, these guys have a choice and an option to do whatever it is they want to do when it comes down to how they make their money. And if you making your money by going and playing overseas and your PGA tour card is going to be suspended. Hey, 
it is what it is. Do what's best for you and your family. At the end of the day, some of that money that I've seen had, that has been thrown out to these other players, you best believe I'm grabbing the bag and my clubs and getting on a flight to get over to the Middle East, wherever they're playing. And I'm hitting the hell out of golf balls as best I can to fulfill my obligation of those tournaments I have to play in to get my bread. I mean, that's 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 really it. So, hey, thank you there, Marilyn Harmon. Hey, ain't nothing like an old country boy's mom dropping in, showing him a little bit of love. So thank you for coming on and telling me that I'm doing a good job. I really do appreciate that. And thank you for listening and keep sharing that word with everybody else. Hey, my boy, Big Mike, uh, just dropped by. Mike says, PGA was a monopoly, essentially, and now there's somewhat uh, competition. Yeah, Mike, you're right, and that's the whole thing. That's what people on TV said is like, you know, the PGA formed itself the way it did, but they really had a grip on the game because there were no other options professionally for these guys to go play in. So they could do what they want in a sense and treat players any kind of way they wanted to and get away with it. And now that's not the circumstance at all. You know what I'm saying? Like you have competition and if guys feel like they're being mistreated and can go make significantly more money or equal amounts of money playing in a different country, I believe that we're going to have a lot more defectors coming. Um, Phil Mickelson said that he hopes that this opens up the eyes of people that deal with the PGA to see how the PGA has treated their players and their athletes for a long time. Um, I think it says a lot. So, you know, like I said, to each their own, they handle their business and do what they need to do. I'm not mad at all. Um, I'll still watch the major championships when they come on. And LIV comes across the screen. I might look at it for about 10 seconds, two minutes, depending on who's playing, and I'll probably keep the channel moving. I'm not going to lie to you. Um, come down, NFL time a little bit. A lot of NFL news going along, y'all. And let me just say this. A lot of people talked about it. We've talked about it on the other shows. And I just want to break down my point of view, like I said. Um, for anybody that doesn't know me, like I said before, if you've never seen or listened to the show before, I'm Big Game James. James Canada, that's right, former NFL defensive tackle for the Tampa Bay Buccaneers and the Indianapolis Colts. Um, played five years in the NFL. I just like to talk sports. I really love to talk football. And the Deshaun Jackson thing, and Deshaun Jackson, Lamar Jackson is coming up about what he should or shouldn't do. Well, let's see. Before we get my boy Mike had one more comment. So Phil really isn't a good spokesman for it. No common man wants to hear a millionaire complain about Mike, you got a very great point, and I'll put that up just so people can see it real fast. Phil Mickelson, but he hadn't always been a millionaire, and maybe he, he's relating a little bit more to the struggle he had prior to his blow-up. Um, we don't feel as getting older. He's still a, a very competitive golfer, but you know he'll probably be on a, on a senior tour sooner than later. And, you know. <laughs> hey, now, don't snuff your time in the Arena Football League. Yes, Mike, you're right. I did spend time in the Arena Football League as well with the former team that's no longer around, the Dallas Desperados, and um, that was a great time too, man. I played football on turf. It was like 
the fastest game ever, and you knock people in the walls, and it was crazy as hell. And I loved it for the for the three years I did that. So, I mean, I appreciate you uh, keeping up with that history of big game, James, Mike. But moving on, it's been a lot of debate of whether Lamar Jackson should touch the football field during these mandatory mini camps without having a brand-new contract. You know, half of writers and analysts are saying yes, other half are saying no. Um, just my opinion. I'm always down for every player to get as much money as they can because we know that the career span in the NFL is short. Lamar Jackson is a running quarterback, very athletic guy who likes to take off and run. And let's not forget, he was an MVP candidate this past season up until week 12 when he had that ankle injury and pretty much could not finish the rest of the year, right? So Lamar Jackson does his thing. He does it well. But at the same time, Lamar Jackson has to be concerned and worry about Lamar Jackson's future and longevity. Um, some people bring up, well, Dak Prescott got paid after getting hurt, um, and it was a gruesome, horrific injury. He still got his money. When he came back, he did. But every team situation is different. Every person's situation is different. If I'm healthy now and I want to really solidify my future and I got all the power, I'm not going to do anything until – my contract is secure. Now, I'm not saying don't go to minicamp. I'm not saying don't go report. I'm not saying don't take your physical like he did. But stand on the sideline. Don't throw. Don't touch a ball. You know, until things get negotiated and worked out because you have the leverage. And a lot of fans will say, man, that's selfish. I'm crazy. You have to be selfish as a player in today's NFL because of the way you're treated. And just as, you know, just as much as they love you when things are going good, They'll hate you when things are going bad. Ask Vince Young. Ask Michael Vick at the end of his career. Ask RG3. You know, different things happen to different players, man, and they will get rid of you in a heartbeat. So you have to watch out for self. That's just – it is what it is. So to me, Lamar Jackson, by participating in minicamp, he's taking an unnecessary risk of doing something that I don't think he really has to do. But, hey, I respect him for making the decision he made and doing what's right for him. Hey, if y'all like the show and y'all like the content, I mean, again, please hit that bell, hit that subscribe button. And then we'll start, we want to start trying to get out on remote, quit doing this thing behind cameras and sharing. I mean, via Zoom and stuff like that. So, hey, I got something up. Buy me a coffee. That's right. You guys go to Starbucks almost every day or you go to Jamba Juicy, buy you a smoothie. Hey, one day, skip that thing, pull up this site, www.buymeacoffee.com forward slash Big Game James and buy your boy a coffee. Or if you don't drink coffee, drink beer, drink whiskey, buy me one of those. You know what I'm saying? Hit your boy up, let me know what's up. Mike, again, let's see. Lamar's going to truly, Lamar's going to truly hinge on his ankle. I mean, honestly, what makes him Special is not his accuracy. Sadly, his only leverage is to hold out. And that's my thing as well. He throws the ball good enough. He creates and extends plays with his legs. His legs are his his investment. He needs to protect them. Get paid, man. Get paid. Like the young people say, go get the bag. Go get that bag, Lamar. Hold out. Solidify your your longevity or your your, your paid longevity, not career longevity. Get that money, man. That's what I would do. Hey, keeping things moving along in the same division, the AFC North. Your man Deshaun Watson spoke out for the first time 
since the day that he signed with the Cleveland Browns. And we dove into the um we dove into Deshaun Watson the other night on the show and it just comes down to this. I'm not going to talk a very 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 long time about this because you know what's out there. He's now facing 24 charges of sexual assault or misconduct. Um he's interviewed uh with the NFL. He's waiting on punishment to come out. And you know, here it is, your quarterback is guaranteed $230 million, yet you don't know if you're going to have him an entire season or have him at all. Um, you know, they excuse Becker Mayfield from OTAs and minicamp, a mandatory minicamp. So the writing's on the wall that Baker's gone. He's not going to be there. They went out and signed Jacoby Brissett. Jacoby Brissett is solid. He can get you through. But, you know, realistically, we know that the Cleveland Browns are, are hoping that Jacoby Brissett is only there or will only have to play for a short amount of weeks, right? But we don't know what's going to happen. Um, I believe more charges are going to come out. Um, supposedly, there were 66 different massage sessions, and yet only 24 of the 66 women pressed charges. And I'm going to say this, and I might offend somebody or I might make somebody mad. You know, maybe Deshaun got a crazy fetish and got himself in some trouble. I don't know what happened. He came out, he proclaimed his innocence, which he's supposed to do, and I'm glad he did. I'm glad he spoke. Um, he's talking about being a, a pillar in the community and, and wanting to get to know the, the Cleveland community. And, you know, I respect him for that. But I just, you know, early on, I said that this was a witch hunt that the Houston Texans created because he threatened to leave and wanted out, right? He wanted a trade, said he wasn't going to play for him. Then all of a sudden, all these charges came out. Now, supposedly, records from Security people are coming out about different hotels booked and having these these masseuse coming in and out to where I just don't feel like it looks good for him. Um, I think it takes nothing away from the player he is. And, you know, some people, you know, said to me, like, big game, man. It sucks that he's going to get a pass just because he plays football. And I don't think that's a, a totally accurate assessment. But, yeah, sometimes people in – uh, of certain statues get treated a little bit different. And that's just the way it is. Look at people in Hollywood who get away with things. Um, look at congressmen, look at senators, look at, so it's not just athletes, people who are affluent and have money and regarded as people that, you know, people look up to, they get away with things sometimes. So I don't know if Deshaun Jackson, Deshaun Jackson, I'm tripping. Deshaun Watson did this or not, right? But hey, it came up. People spoke on it. And, you know, you just got to do, you know, you just got to wait and see what's going to happen, what the process is going to be for his punishment and how things work. So, anyway, me personally, at first, I said, um, I said at least a minimum of six games. But now some some part of me feels like he's going to get the whole, um, the whole season. Now, I'm not going to lie, my, my, uh, my big cousin and I had a big debate, and he's one of, our constant followers and, and supporters of the show, uh, Ron Lamb. Ron said that because of how much Cleveland has invested, um, and the NFL is not, probably not going to screw them over and take him away a whole season, and for them to go out and give him that money, they must have knew something ahead of time. I don't know. It's hindsight. It's easy to say that. It makes a good conversation. It makes for a good argument. But we still really just don't know what's going to happen with that, right? Long story short, 
I hope and pray that Deshaun Watson gets it together. I hope he's on the field um, this year. Uh, I hope that uh, he doesn't have to sit out and watch an entire season again. But, you know, you never know what's going to happen. I feel like, like I said, at first I said six, but there's something inside of me to give me a bad feeling about how this is going to go down. Uh, let's hope that, you know, um, NFL's committee, and they hired an outside firm to do this investigation too. So they're trying to separate themselves. They did their interview, but there's other firms doing more investigating into some of the criminal charges. And then, you know, they'll see what's up and the verdict's going to come out. I think they're waiting um, to get a little closer to training camp before they make the announcement. But, hey, man, it's going to be crazy no matter what it is. So, you know, let's just get ready to see. And as soon as we know some, we'll talk about it. If anything else comes out next week, I'm sure we'll be talking about it again, too. Woo, man. So, usually what I'm on here with my partner, Jay Stocks, he talks a lot about the Lakers, and he calls them the lame show. I can't say he talks about the Lakers. We talk about the Lakers. Whenever we talk basketball, for some reason, the Lakers always come up. But um, watching one of my favorite morning sports shows this morning, question came up will lebron ever win another championship and can he do it with what with a healthy anthony davis in la um first and foremost i want to say this i used to be a lebron james hater i'm just gonna say it straight up I'm not gonna lie I'm not gonna sugarcoat it if you ask me why i hated him i don't know i don't know i used to say that he was too big and too strong to complain as much as he did about the calls he didn't get when he could just take the ball to the basket whenever he wanted and dunk on people or body him out the way to get a layup because 6'8", 200-some pounds, the man is like a, a mini freight train on the basketball court with a lot of ability. Now, he's played almost, what, 20 years now? The uh, abilities, you know, diminishing just a little bit. He's not the same LeBron. And – I say that with no disrespect. Let's, you know, let's just be crystal clear. But at the same time, the LeBron James that took court last year is not the same LeBron James I used to take court and scare people that people feared guarding, right? Um, LeBron's in a tough situation. The Lakers did a poor job of putting a team together that could really compete. And they went all out to bring in Anthony Davis and street clothes Davis, Charles Barkley, you're a fool for that one. I, I just can't quit laughing at that, right? But Anthony Davis has not been healthy. And you give up so much to get him in, but if he's not there for more than half the season, how good can the Lakers really be, right? So the question on first take today was, can the Lakers be competitive with a healthy Anthony Davis and a healthy LeBron James. And majority of everyone said, yeah, they'll make the playoffs. Right now, the Lakers don't have a lot of a lot of money. They don't have a lot of uh, space to move people or cap room. They have no draft picks, no draft capital. So, like, for them to make moves and get people in around LeBron and Anthony Davis, it's going to be hard to do. And you can't keep going and sign old free agents you know that's what happened and, and no diss mellow is one of my favorite players of all time um he got older he lost weight he got himself back in shape to play well but 
you know, the teams, the guys that they have around are just not going to be able to do it. Russell Westbrook, I don't think he'll play as bad as he did next season like he did this year. And also, though, he can't dominate the ball. You need another point guard that can facilitate, have Russell be your two, work around everything else. But I I don't see the Lakers improving much. If those guys stay healthy, yes, they're now a playoff team, but deep in the playoffs, no, nah, I don't see that. And Kawhi Leonard's going to come back healthy next year with Paul George in, in L.A. for the Clippers. So the Lakers are probably going to be the second-best team in L.A. That's just – be honest it is what it is i hope ham can get things done i'm happy for darvin ham getting his job as a, as the lakers head coach and you know kenny go out and create some some old laker mystique it's gonna be hard with that roster man it just it just is so the question is that i got will lebron james win another championship and honestly if he remains in la for the rest of his career i'm gonna say no um he doesn't get another um, unless if if he does, it's about three years away when they'll have some more draft capital and and room and get rid of some of those bigger contracts because they owe Russ, I think, forty seven million next year. Some crazy, some some real real crazy. So I don't know, man. The Jack Del Rio story in the NFL, man, has been crazy. Um, anyone doesn't know. Um, I did. Jay Stocks and I covered this on Big Game Sports Buzz uh, last week. And, you know, Jack Del Rio made some comments at a press conference about the insurrection that happened in Washington, D.C. on January 6th. Um, made some statements trying to compare the mobbing of the Capitol to a rioting during the time of George Floyd and the Black Lives Matter movement. Um, and just some asinine comments that I think he made. Shouldn't have made them, but he did. Jack Del Rio came out and apologized. But just to call the insurrection a dust up and no big deal, and it's just very insensitive to me. And we talked about it. But now, Jack Del Rio got a lot of flack. Uh, his head coach, Ron Rivera, who is a minority, came out and said, um, that everything's fine, that he and Jack Del Rio are good. He apologized. The team's good with it and everything else. But Jack Del Rio deleted his Twitter page, y'all. That's right. I guess the, the the ish hit the fan, and Jack had to get on out of Dodge. He shut down the Twitter. Ain't no longer on it. But this is my whole thing. I don't have to agree with what Jack Del Rio said. And like I've always said before, People, and then guys, let me be very, very clear on this. When I say people, I mean all people, black, white, yellow, brown, people. People will show you who they are if you give them a chance, right? So I don't fault everybody for everything they say because I've said some crazy things in my lifetime. And I know I don't want to be judged solely on some of the things I've said. But if I say them things more than one or two times, then I know it's probably something I really believe in, and that's the person I am, right? Anyway, this is my whole thing. Jack Del Rio, if you really, 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 really believe that that's what it was, stand up 
and defend yourself on your Twitter page, why delete it and run and run from the comment, the hate and the backlash? You know, it's it's easy to to back out of things sometimes. And I don't know. I just thought that was beyond funny that that came up, man, that um, he he decided to do this. And, you know, I take it for what it's worth. I'm not mad at him. Jack Del Rio, you're Jack Del Rio. No one, no one, I don't think is surprised by it. And, you know, next time I'll just say, go ahead, stand up to it. Take the good with the bad. Uh, you didn't have to delete your whole Twitter account, though, because uh, I was ready to get on there and troll you and, and give you a little bit more flack for, for the statement you made. <laughs> nah, let me stop, man. I'm not going to do that. Not that kind of person. I'm uh, I'm not Petty Betty, I don't think. Although Jay Stock says that Petty is my favorite color and that um, I'm a hater. I'm still trying to figure out how I hate. And every time he gets on here, he talks about the Lakers, left, you know, up and down. So, I guess he's supposed to hate the Lakers since he's a Mavericks fan. Anyway, man, that's all I got on that one. Now, something came up today that I saw on the internet, and I'm going to pull it up for anybody that, that watches the video so you can see it. I don't know. We'll talk about it a little bit more later. But the, the New Orleans Saints, Saints decided that they're going to introduce a black helmet for this year, for the upcoming football season. And it's not, it's not bad looking. And only reason right now, I really can't talk too much trash about the ain'ts because he gave my Buccaneers the business. business. And uh, big uh, shout out to Big Q of uh, – you know, covers he covers the Saints, and he's he's part of a a roundtable that I do, um, NFC South roundtable, and Big Q is is dude. He is all on it when it comes down to those New Orleans Saints, man. And I like to get his opinion. I'm gonna hit him up, but I'm gonna pull this up so y'all can see. That is not it. Anyway, anyway, I'll tweet, I'll retweet it and put it out there and see what y'all think. Um, but they're black with the gold emblem and a little patch down the middle. It looked like something that Nike did at Oregon or Purdue or something like that for one of the college uniforms, man. But it's 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 one of those things that's pretty good, not bad. And I like new uniforms. I, I don't care what the team is. I like talking about it. I like seeing it when it is a new uniform out there. And my wife laughs at me because she says I act like I'm the uniform police. And I do talk about people's uniforms, and I'll talk about, like, what they should have done different to uh, to really, you know, showcase stuff. And my bad. I'm looking at two different screens, y'all. You got to forgive me. Oh, you got to forgive me, but that's what's going on right now. Well, I got quiet and I was looking to see. But, you know, 
this is what I want y'all to do. If you're looking at this this show this late in the broadcast, hey, if you like this helmet I'm about to pull up, you know, you put a one in the chat. If you don't, put a two. Or, you know what, do an emoji. If you like it, thumbs up. If you don't, thumbs down. Yeah, that'd be even even better. You know what I'm saying? Chrome tab. Oh, I can do this. Ha, ha. I didn't even know I could do this. Man. So there we go right there. We got Cam Jordan. You got the black with the gold numbers, a little V coming down the back. That's him in the front, no helmet on. I it's kind of kind of fire to me, man. Yeah, I kind of I kind of I kind of like those joints a little bit, but I hope. Uh, I hope they wear them against Tampa when we get our revenge this year for y'all beating us two games last year, man. Hey, right, man, the NBA Finals has started, and I know that's where a lot of my people at right now, watching the game and and checking out Steph and the Warriors take on Tatum and the Celtics. So I am about to do the same thing. I'm about to get out of here. I'm about to skedaddle. Hey, but that's for, please remember to like, subscribe. Smash that bell so you know every time that we drop new content. You can catch the Sports Chop Shop on Tuesdays at 8 p.m. Central Time. And you can check Big Game Sports Buzz out on Thursdays, 8 p.m. Central Time. And we're going to run this thing probably through June, July. Take a little bit of break. Show you guys some of the old reruns and shows like that. Some best of Big Game Sports Buzz shorts. And then get ready to kick that new season off. Uh, in August, right before the NFL comes about. Um, hey, y'all, let's not forget about BG. That's right. Brittany Griner, WNBA star, is still detained over in Russia. Let's keep her in our prayers and hope that the best goes for her. Those children of Uvalde, let's, those families, let's keep them in our prayers. Um, the Buffalo, New York, there's just so many different crazy things going on around this world, man. Make sure y'all um, take time out to, to think about those that you know, doing way worse than you are right now. Keep them in your prayers. And and let's be thankful that, you know, if your life is going good, be thankful for that. If it's not, I reach out to someone to let them know how they can help you get through that. Don't think that you got to go through anything alone, man. Every, yeah, I'm sure there's somebody there for you. And uh, if you look down in the description, the contact information for Big Game Sports Buzz is in there. If you need to shoot me a message, man, shoot me a message. Uh, you can catch me on Twitter. At JKN97. You can catch the show on Twitter at, at BG Sports Buzz. And um, donations, y'all. Man, if anything, if you like the show, go ahead and hit that little give button. All that stuff is in the description. We really appreciate you for your time and tuning in. I'm your boy, Big Game James, and this is Big Games Breakdown. We out. Peace. <laughs>
who you know that got it behind the scenes like behind the O-line soon as the QB say hype. <laughs> it's big game, game, game big game, game, game. Analysis from the player's point of view. 